Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show, Connecting Winnipeg. And if you can, please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 CJOB. Yes, it's Connecting Winnipeg, but we are connecting with Bob. Bob Knuckles Irving. I'm here at the home studio in South Winnipeg. Bob is at CJOB at Portage and Maine. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Hal. Not too many more days of all this attention. <laughs> no, they're dwindling down, and it'll be a bit of a relief, really, when uh, the game ends on Sunday, and then I uh, head off to the Great Cup, hopefully, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, for a week down in Hamilton, and then uh, the jig will be up, as they say, hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got the Community Service Award at the City Hall at City Hall, yes, uh, the other day, yeah. uh, and then uh, you know you're going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor. Uh, at IG Field, which is, uh, that's huge. Uh, how are you feeling about, I know you hate all this attention, Bob, but you have done this for almost 50 years, right? I mean, you do deserve to be sent off in style. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, it's very nice sentiment. Uh, I am a little surprised, uh, you know, when we announced my retirement, the station did a couple of weeks ago. I know it here from a lot of people and that I've known over the years, but uh, some of the things that have happened have been, overwhelming you know when the bombers stunned me last thursday by saying they were putting me on the ring of honor i couldn't believe it i was just gobsmacked as we like to say (laughs) doug brown and i like to say on the broadcast i really was uh, and then they duped me on monday at the mayor's office uh, you know i had no idea what was going on there either so it's all been very nice and i appreciate it and uh, it's just been fantastic you know, there's buyer's remorse. Are you having any regret about announcing your retirement? I suspect no, no, that you can't wait to get this game over on Sunday and go to the Grey Cup and hopefully you celebrate a win there by the Bombers. I imagine you're just ready to move on, right? The decision has been made. Yeah, no, that's true. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, the last six years, as you know, Hal, when the Grey Cup is over, my work ends until the following spring when the Bombers go to training camp. So having downtime after the Grey Cup will be nothing new for me because I've been in the semi-retired mode for a few years now. I think Mm -hmm. when uh, it really hits home will be next year in May, late May, when the Bombers go to training camp and I won't be involved. I think that's when it'll totally sink in. Uh, But I'm not worried about that. I'm at peace with what I've decided. It's, uh, It's time to move on into another chapter of our lives, my wife Day and I. And so uh, here we go. And I'm looking forward to this last game on Sunday. Um, It's going to be just a perfect way for me to end my career of calling bomber games, I think, at home, West Final against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Who could write a better script than that? Yeah. Um, Peter Watt is on the phone, 204-780-6868. Peter, come on in here. You used to work on the bomber, bomber broadcast back in the day? Yeah. Yes, Bob, you know who I am, of course. Yes. You and I have had so many conversations over the years. Yeah. Uh, yes, I used to work. I I worked with Bob in the early days, in the late 1970s. Uh, in my mid-20s, I I remember some of the games I, I happened to work. Quite What's often. your best memory of Bob? Give me your best memory of Bob. Okay. You want my well? I'll give you two of them quickly. My first one was back in when I was a tender lad of nineteen, <laughs> sitting at home. Mom had the radio on CJOB, and Alan Willoughby said, 
We have a new sportscaster in today. I came from Brandon. His name is Bob Irving, and you will be hearing him in a matter of minutes. Uh, Now, I'm going to tell you another story. This happened during a football broadcast. Now, this is long after I was gone. But uh, it had to do with Bob, Joe Poplowski, and Cal Murphy. And you know, Bob, Cal could come up with some wonderful lines. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Bombers were playing Hamilton, and they usually beat them. And this was 1993, actually Michael Shea's first season, and they beat the Tiger Cats by some ridiculous score. And uh, Bob and Joe were working from Hamilton. Uh, Bombers did what they did, beat them, as I said, by some ridiculous score. But before the game, there had been some trash talking from one of the Tiger Cat star receivers by the name of Earl Winfield. And he was uh, he was getting after a new rookie defensive back the Bombers had had. And he so, Peter, said, Peter, get, Peter get to your point. I, I don't want to rush you, yeah, but I, I don't am. want to waste a bunch of time here. I am. And he said he was going to eat this guy's lunch. And Cal, uh, Bob talked to Cal, and Cal came back with, well, I guess he's still waiting for dinner. And I never (laughs) heard Bob laugh so loud and so hard that time. Peter, thanks a lot for the call. I really appreciate it. I want to try and get as much on here with Bob as I can, so I'm sorry if I'm cutting you a bit short, but I, I just want to make sure that we uh, uh, we get as much in here as we can. Bob, I, I, I was uh, you know I don't want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want you to kind of reminisce about your years at CGOB. You know, how do you ask somebody who's done this for almost 50 years? Give me a couple of highlights, Bob. I mean, good grief, five decades. Yeah. But do you have anything that stands out in your mind? Well, you know, one of the things, Hal, I've been so closely tied in with the Blue Bombers, and, and I appreciate that, and it's been, you know, just a wonderful ride. But when I started at CJOB, um, I did the morning sports, and I anchored the morning sports for about 40 years, as you well know, and I love doing that. I was very involved in our hockey coverage, and when I came here, the WHA had just started, and I was at the rink virtually every day with Friar Nicholson and that gang, talking to Bobby Hull and Anders and Ulf and those guys. Then we got into the NHL, and again, I was very involved in our hockey coverage. I even broadcast a few hockey games, so I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and all the while doing the morning sports, and then I hosted our our talk show on any number of different occasions over the years. I covered curling. I went to 13 Briars in a row and covered them from the mid-70s into the mid to late 80s, and I love doing that. As a matter of fact, I was made an honorary lifetime member of the Manitoba Curling Association. So, you know, it's I'm sort of the football guy, right? And I and I get that, and it's fine. Uh, but I've done a lot of things that I've really enjoyed. It's, and I've enjoyed all of them equally, uh, just different parts of sports coverage that have, have been a, a part of my career, and they've all been great fun. Uh, but it always comes back to the one that I've been closest with, and that's the Blue Bombers. Mm-hmm. 
You know, in my five years doing the morning show on CGOB, Bob was my sports guy. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, it was, uh, and Bob would jump on, when I was on Power 97, Bob would jump on the morning show there and we'd talk sports. But then my opportunity to work with you for five years uh, was great. I mean, you you were my sports guy. I mean, just imagine, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob Irving is, is my sports guy. Hey, Bob, come on in here. We want to, you know, talk a little bit of sports or whatever. So you're right. You're, you've done a lot of things. Here's a great question from Carol in Arnez at 2047. 6868 Hal, will Bob be getting season tickets now to enjoy the game <laughs> from a different perspective, or will you be watching it in the broadcast center named after you? Yeah, you know, I, I've been asked that a lot, and I haven't thought that one out fully yet. I'll certainly go to the games uh, when when we're in Winnipeg, and we will be most of the summer, so I intend to go to the games. I don't know if I'll sit it. I'll probably sit in the press box, but uh, I might slide down into one of those loges down there along the sidelines, Hal, if somebody will invite me and... Uh, you know, have a you know have a cool one while I'm watching sure. the game. I've never done that before, so that might be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You might enjoy it, Bob. Yes. You might uh, go. Gee, all those years up there, I should have been uh, <laughs> down here enjoying the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Um, a, I don't know how I'm going to handle all that, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, somebody else here, uh, Dom says, "Hal, uh, Bob's favorite call. You've called so many plays, Bob, for the yeah. Bombers. Was it Steagle's big 100 yarder?" Uh, Dom is wondering, and, and when that happened, by the way, were you surprised? Could you believe your eyes? Well, I was surprised. I couldn't believe my eyes. I think I've heard that call many times, and it was a stunner. Milt has always said, Milt Stegall has always said, that's the play he remembers most in his illustrious career. That would be right up there. You know, when you've been around as long as I have and called as many games, you, they, they tend to run together, and there's a few special moments, but that call in particular uh, – was the most dramatic, I guess, the most unexpected, and the one that people talk about the most. Um, Herb says, Hal, um, oh, sorry, wrong one. Uh, Tim says, Hal, how did Bob get his nickname Knuckles? We've talked about this before, Bob, uh, but I'll answer the question with my question, and then I'll let you reply. Tim, I don't think Bob is going to miss the flights to other (laughs) CFL cities. He got the name Knuckles because he's grabbing the seat and the plane because he's so anxious and nervous. White Knuckles, right? Knuckles, Bob Knuckles, Irving. That's right. White Knuckle Flyer. Cactus Jack Wells noticed it on a flight in my early years, and he dubbed me Knuckles. And when Cactus gave you a nickname, it stuck, and it has stuck all these years. Speaking of cactus, the happy honker. A lot of old school listeners have asked me to ask you about the happy honker. How did that happen? Was it an accident? What's the story? Well, I guess it was kind of an accident. I don't know if uh, Cactus Jack had uh, sort of thought it out in advance or not, but uh, we were doing our our post game show one night, and I can't remember exactly when the, the you know the the years kind of run together and everything. But he said on our post game show, uh, you know, if you, he. he talked about a certain player and how Jack thought he'd played a role in the Bombers win and all that. And he said, and if you agree with me, honk your horns. And it just took off from there. And, of course, the horns started blasting. There were still lots of cars still around Winnipeg Stadium and all across the city. And uh, we just carried it on from there because it was such a tremendous success right from the that day one. And we just kept doing it as long as Jack was involved. And when Jack was no longer involved, we stopped doing it because it was his it was his thing, and, and nobody else could do it. You've got a really cool relationship with Mike O'Shea, 
uh, and the coach, I listened a bit of the coach's show last night. Herb says, Hal, please ask Bob, uh, the most unusual and contentious coach's show. Uh, uh, Herb is suggesting it was when you would do the show with Mike Kelly. Was that the most unusual and contentious time for you uh, <laughs> talking to a coach on CJLB? Yeah, probably it was. And it wasn't so much between me and Mike. It was between Mike and the callers. Uh, you know, the callers yeah. went after Mike pretty good. And and he, he, you know, he was not very nice to some of them. He insulted a few of them. And uh, I remember nights I just sat there and thought, man, oh, man, this is not going to do you any good down the road uh, dealing with your customers. And that's what they are. The fans are your customers that way. And so, he, yeah, that would be the most contentious. And, of course, I've done the show with, gosh, I don't know, however many head coaches I've worked with. Uh, Cal was always fun to do it with because, uh, you know, you could get him going on different things. And, uh and I've enjoyed working with Mike O'Shea tremendously. We just, I don't know, we sort of have a, we get along quite well. And, uh, you know, I find him uh, just a real down-to-earth guy to talk to. And uh, I've enjoyed doing the show with him tremendously. Who else did you enjoy doing the coach's show with? Well, you, lots because of guys. you do have a special relationship with Mike. Did you have that yeah. kind of a relationship with any other coaches? Yeah, with well, Mike, uh, uh, Dave Ritchie, rather. Um, Mike Riley I and I Ritchie. did a show. Mike Riley was a wonderful guy, one of my favorite people of all time. Dave Ritchie was fun to do it with, too, because yeah. he had all those funny little lines of his and everything. So, <laughs> no, I, I think I've enjoyed working with all those guys. It's. Uh, you know, when you're doing the play-by-play, you get a little closer to the head coach than the rest of the media do. It just goes with the territory. Uh, and so, yeah, I've developed, a, I think, a, a nice working relationship and a friendly working relationship with all of them. And I enjoyed those moments. Doing those hour-long shows, Hal, where you can sit back and just talk, right? And you know all about this. Those are wonderful shows to do. They're very satisfying shows to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Richie, just a quick Richie story. I remember I was going to see Bob on location. I can't remember where you were doing the coaches show. You were doing it live in a restaurant or something. At Hooters, probably. Was it? Yeah. And I remember coming out and seeing you and I gave you a wave and you guys were in a break. You and Dave Richie up there and Dave looks at you and says, who's he? We need to put him on. We need to get him out there. Who's that big guy there? Yeah. Anyhow, Dave Ritchie was, was, he spoke in riddles though. That was the best part of Ritchie, right? You, yeah. You had to listen back to his comments to figure out exactly what he was trying to say. Hey, Bob, hang on. 1118. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back. We're connecting with Bob. Bob Irving here on CJOB. We'll be right back. 1123. We got a couple of callers. Bob, can you stick around in the next half hour? Can you sure. spare a couple extra minutes? And uh, of we'll course, Hal. Anything, anything for you. Anything for you. The okay. 34th well. greatest Canadian of all time. How could I, how could I say no? <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Terry Hopkins says, uh, Bob, thanks for everything over the years. Have a great retirement, uh, from Terry. Uh, a.k.a. Hopper and Special mm-hmm. Olympics Manitoba. What about all the great people you've met in sports? Wow. Uh, and the great people in this community, Hal, you know, it's uh, I've been asked a lot from people outside of Winnipeg uh, about, you know, spending my entire career here. And I just rave about our city and uh, what a wonderful place it is to live and raise a family. And, you know, I should be on the Chamber of Commerce because I <laughs> I extol the virtues of this place everywhere I go. And it, not just in the sports fraternity, but, uh, you know, I was involved with the Heart and Stroke Foundation. As a matter of fact, I was the chairman of the board for about seven right. years of the Heart and Stroke Foundation. And so, um, yeah, I, there's so many, you know, philanthropic people here who are generous and uh, it's just a wonderful community in so many ways. 
Mm-hmm. You know, many people have said to me since you announced your retirement, Bob, Bob wasn't afraid to say it the way it need to, needed to be said. You know, you, you weren't afraid to be honest when the Bombers weren't playing well or when something was going on with the Bombers. And, but you also weren't one of those broadcasters who was a homer, right? Like, oh, man, shut up. Okay, we get it. You know, you, you like the team. You walked a line, and you've done that so well, Bob. Has that been conscious, or uh, help me understand that? Well, it's been conscious for sure. My approach has always been to describe what you see and be truthful to the listener. And when, when the bombers stunk, they stunk. And you can say that in a nice way. You know, you, you don't have to go off the deep end and be lashing out at them. You can simply state, man, this team is this team's really not playing very well. And I remember when they lost a game 52 nothing in Regina a few years ago. I, I'll never forget saying on the air, man, this is getting hard to watch. And I think, and I said it sort of just very quietly, and to me, that sent the message the same way it would if I was ranting and raving about it. You know, it was just, uh, I'm, I'm telling you folks, this is really hard to watch. And uh, to me, that's all that needed to be said. And so that's just been my approach to describe things as they are, but to do it in a sort of an even and uh, level sort of way. That's just the way I am. Bob, getting so many text messages and emails since you retired, uh, since you announced your retirement, this one from Daryl, and I'll end the half hour with this one. Daryl says, Hal, what's amazing for me is to think that after hearing all the cool things about Bob and listening to him for all these years, the cool thing for Daryl is I'm going to be in the same building as Bob on Sunday. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bob, to you, your wife, your family. May all your wishes in retirement come true. Well, that's very nice, Daryl. I appreciate it. And uh, you and 30,000 other people are going to be in that building on Sunday and it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic day. What a what a way Al, for me. How lucky I've been in my career and now it's going to end in this awesome atmosphere at IG Field on Sunday with a championship game and I couldn't have written this script if I tried. More connecting with Bob. Bob Irving here on Connecting Winnipeg on CJOB after the 11:30 news. We'll be right back. We are connecting with Bob, Bob Irving, joining us here, and we're into uh, overtime here, I guess. Uh, talking to Bob, uh, hey, we got Al. a couple of callers. Yes, you got now. You got to read all these texts because I see them on here too. This guy goes, Bob was good, but I agree with him. It's time he retired. Looking for, <laughs> looking forward to hearing who his replacement will be. So you got to read them all, Hal. Well, listen now, Bob. You you jump in with any that you see that interest you, and so many are coming in and emails and stuff as well. This, so you this jump guy in. Also, this guy also goes, Wow, did Bob Irving die enough already? <laughs> You got to tell uh, both sides of the story, Hal. <laughs> okay, well, and you know what? Hey, and here's somebody else saying, uh, "Hal uh, Deb says, Hal, I always appreciated Bob's authenticity and his ability to be genuine." Bob, whether you're calling a game or hosting a show or whatever, authenticity and being genuine—that's the bottom line, right? Well, sure it is, and I, I think Hal, you wrote the book on that too. You, you have to be who you are. You know, you can't come across as some phony or I don't know, uh, present yourself in a way that's not you. I don't know why anybody would ever do that. And, you know, people ask me where I got my broadcasting style. Well, I never tried to copy or mimic anybody. I just started, you know, doing the games. And however it evolved and came out is the way it 
came out. So I think you've got to be you. You've got to be honest with people. Uh, and I've always tried to, to do that. And I think it's uh, stood me in good stead. Yeah. A couple more quick calls here, but please keep it short, guys. Craig and then Jim. We'll start with Craig. Craig, go. Hello, Craig, are you there? Nope, guess not. Uh, let's go to Jim at 204-780-6868. Hi, Jim. Hi. Thanks, Al, for, for your time. Yeah. Uh, talk about white knuckles. It's all the integral of a cowboy. Just a brief history here to put it all in context. I, I made a couple notes last night. Over 70 years old now, and uh, put things in context, milked a lot of cows as a young kid and later on on a dairy farm just a little west of the U of M. I mentioned milking the beast because I listened to many games on OP. Mr. Irving, I go back before your time on OP. My radio experience goes back, sir, to the days of Kenny playing the locomotive as well as old Cactus Jack and Five Grand. Over decades, have listened to hundreds of games, even when I could watch a game, especially great. Okay, is it, Jim, is this method. about you or is it about Bob? Let's get to Bob. I'm getting to Bob right here. <laughs> right. I just wanted the context. But even when I could watch the game, especially Great Cup, the preferred method was TV, volume off, and OB on. This season, I've listened to all Bob's games. Interesting, over decades, I've never took Mr. Irving for anything special. Sorry if I burst your bubble. But in the last couple uh, weeks hearing of your retirement have been reminiscing and how privileged we were to have this quality of broadcasting for so long. Thank you, Mr. Irving, for your gift of presenting the game in a way that I, and sure others, in my mind's eye, the details of each play, I could see it. Much more interesting sightings in the booth. Too. God bless you, Mr. Irving, for all you've done. Uh, and quickly from an old cowboy, and Bronkbuster, too. It's been a hell of a ride, Mr. Legend. Hell of a ride. <laughs> Thank and, you, Jim. Uh, Thank looking you, Jim. forward to Sunday, and yeah. and uh, I'm sure a few tears will fall even by this old cowboy. Thank you, sir, and thanks, Al. Thanks, Jim. And by, right. the, by the way, Jim, I never saw myself as anything special either, so we're on the same page there. <laughs> the one call that gets through that'll that'll haunt me till the day I die, oh, Bob. The Jim's on. call, but but you know, whenever somebody says a bit of history and he starts talking about milk and cows, I'm worried that we're a little <laughs> off track uh, at the start of the call. But listen, hey, they love you, Bob. They want to talk to you. They want to wish you the best. You know what? I'll tell you what's going to happen on Sunday when when you call that final game. And we've got how many tickets have we got sold now? Do you know thirty thousand ish? It's around thirty. I don't have an exact number, but it's around thirty. Yep. So 30,000 people are going to be there, Bob, and they're going to see you inducted in in one way or another into the ring of honor, which is cool. A lot of people are going for that just as much as they're going for the game. But listen to this, Bob. There is a run on transistor radios. People are digging up their old transistor radios, and they're telling me, and several people are telling me this, that they're getting batteries, they're putting their batteries in those old transistor radios because they want to listen to you call the game even though they're going to be at the game on Sunday. And to that, uh, Patty says uh, in a quick email here, I just want to uh, read a couple lines from Patty's email. Uh, she says, Hal, uh, Bob is very knowledgeable about the game of football, the Canadian game of football. My whole row of seats looks at me when there's a flag or an injury or a confusing call, waiting to hear what Bob says. And Hal, he's usually right. <laughs> Bob makes me feel like the expert because I get to deliver his message to my people. That's 
Huge bob. Well, it's cool. I, I have heard from people over the years who listen to the game when they're in the stands, and you know, because they get a, a better idea of what's happening and what some of the penalty calls are and different things. I'll tell you just a quick funny story. Uh, for a few years, we didn't travel a color guy on the road, and I, I picked up uh, you know people in whatever city we visited. And a friend of mine who worked for the Vancouver Province did the color for me. Uh, in Vancouver one year, and uh, he'd never done it before, and he said, well, I'm not sure I, I can handle it. What do I do? I said, well, as soon as I say something, you say, that's right, Bob. And I said, <laughs> and I said it'll work out beautifully, and we've joked about that ever since. He didn't do that, by the way, but uh, that's one of the cute little stories that uh, I've, I've come across along the way. <laughs> um, what are you going to do when that, you know, you're going to go to the Great Cup, and let's hope it's the Bombers winning the Grey Cup. But after you call your last game on, on Sunday, by the way, 60%, latest forecast for Sunday, 60% chance of flurries and minus five. That's not bad. No, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're going to call your last game. Then you're going to go to the Grey Cup. Right. Hopefully, again, it's a celebration there. The Bombers win back-to-back Grey Cups with a pandemic in the middle. Yeah. And then what? More time with family, traveling. You've done so much traveling over the years already, Bob. What's the plan? Well, when we get back from Grey Cup, it'll almost be Christmas time. So there's a flurry of activity there. And always at the end of a football season, I need kind of some downtime to kind of catch my breath a bit because the the last few weeks are frantic especially when the bombers are doing well and as they are this year and they did in 2019 and then you know in january we plan to do some traveling get out of the cold for a week here and a week there and uh, you know covid will play some sort of role in in our travel plans in the future as it does with everybody but uh Nothing spectacular, Hal. We'll do some traveling. Uh, You know, we'll just kind of uh, spend the summers where I play more golf and we can get to our cottage a little bit more and, uh, you know, uh, just kind of sit back and listen to the world, watch the world go by. Isn't that what retired people do? It is. All the best, Bob. (laughs) And you know what? I've said this many times. Whenever I've talked about you over the past couple of weeks, yeah, it's an incredible career, and you've been great at it, and, and it's a big deal, and you deserve all this recognition. But you know what, man? You are a great friend, and I am so privileged to call you my friend, and you are a legendary human being. You're a Hall of Fame human being. And that's and so while I'm sad that we won't hear you call the games anymore, I know you're going to continue to be my friend, and you're going to continue to be that human being that I love. So for me, yeah, bittersweet, but more sweet, because I know you're still going to be in my life, and I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Well, right back at you, Hal Anderson. I've enjoyed every minute that you and I have worked together, and we've known each other. I've made so many friends along the way in this business, and uh, you know, I'll always have relationships, whether I'm broadcasting or not, and I feel very lucky. I'm, I'm a fortunate human being to have been at CJOB this long, to have met and uh, become friends with all the people that I have, and you're certainly right near the t- at the top of the list, Hal, so, or near the top of the list, anyway. Are you sure I'm not number 34 <laughs> on your list, Paul? Oh, no, 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 you're much higher <laughs> Am I higher than that? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's been a sweet ride. Yeah. It's not over yet, just about, but not over yet, and uh, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. Bob Knuckles Irving. Bob, all the best, and of course, we'll be listening on Sunday. Thanks, Hal.